You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio. KUNV 91.5. Welcome to the Job Forum. Job Forum. My name is Mana Azizoltani and I am a PhD student at the Hera College of Hospitality here at UNLV. On this show, we discuss the journey through college and into the workforce with recent graduates of different disciplines. Welcome to the Job Force. All right, let's get this party started, guys. Uh, today I'm here with one of my really good friends, John Nogay, who is a quantum engineer in Barcelona, and he's calling all the way from Spain to talk about his journey going through school and getting a job. John, do you want to give an introduction? Hello, everyone. It's nice to be here. Uh, I'm John. I'm a physics major from the University of Barcelona. Right now, I am studying a master in quantum science and technology here in Barcelona as well. And I am also working in a company called Kilimanjaro, which is a startup company related with quantum stuff, which I will talk about later. And I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming out. So I want to start out just asking you about college. So I know I, I know that you uh, started doing, what, telecommunications and then changed your major later. Do you want to start a, talk about sort of the journey into college? Because I know it's different in Spain. Yeah, so basically in Spain, we have some, well, especially in, in Catalonia, we have uh, something called uh, La Salactivitat, which is uh, something related like the SAT here you have in the, in the States. It's a test that everyone has to take in order to enter to college. And here I I didn't score uh, very, very really well in my in my first try so I well you scored well you, you scored well but you know I mean it I mean yes it was, it, okay it wasn't good enough it wasn't good enough because right. uh, studying physics here in Spain it's it's difficult it's a high grade so I went to tele- telecommunications and found that that was not for me and then luckily in the next year I could uh, switch to physics and that was another topic <laughs> nice yeah okay so w- what exactly do you actually so here in the US when we go to college we have to take mm-hmm. all these classes that are have nothing to do with your major. So like you said, you want, when you started, you want to study physics. But I mm-hmm. know in Spain, you actually take classes that have to do with your major. Do you want to talk about that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm not an expert in what, like, I, what lectures uh, you take in the U.S., but here in physics, it's really concrete. Like from the first year to the last, we only take math and physics subjects, like nothing about philosophy or history or whatever. And I think this is really great because uh, since the very beginning of your of your college road, <laughs> you get a really good insight of what science really looks like. And it's tough in the beginning, especially because everyone comes from different backgrounds because in the previous high school, everyone has a different background. So it's tough in the beginning, but uh, it's worth it in the end. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I. I wish that it was the case <laughs> um, <laughs> here, but, you know, you have to go through all those classes at the beginning. Um, I guess it's good if you need to, I don't know, if you don't know what you want to do yet with your life and so you can kind of figure it out. But I think it's, if you, for someone that knows what they want to do, I think it's, I mean, it doesn't really yeah, make sense. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I agree because, um, for example, what happens here is that you have to decide with a lot of certainty what the uh, university you have to, uh, what bachelor you have to go in. You have to decide that really when you are 18 years old. So you're you're not really able to decide. So I guess, I mean, it's it's better because once you enter the, the bachelor's degree, then it's really concrete. So if you get, I don't know, if you get right the decision, then it's good for you. But if you get wrong, then you have to go try again and switch bachelor's, which is not really nice because you lose one year, which is what happened to me. I missed one year. So I'm one year um, always behind from everyone from my age, which you- is, I mean... Do you want to talk about that, how that happened? 
Okay, because uh, since I, I did my telecommunications a year, I did a whole year of telecommunication engineering, and and then I, I had to switch to physics, then I had to start over. Because since um, every bachelor is so concrete, you cannot convalidate credits from different bachelors. So I had to start over, I had to take calculus again, algebra again, even though these special topics, I had taken them in the, in the telecommunication engineering because they're like common subjects. But I had to take them over because uh, every college and every university has their rules and they want you to take like the whole path from the, from the beginning. So this means that uh, I have a twin brother and he finished one year <laughs> after me. So I, I'm, I'm always, since, uh, since that year, I have always been like one year before him. You mean after him? Oh, um, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you ended up graduating yeah, before, a year later than your brother. Yeah. So he, he graduated one year uh, before me. Wow, check that out. Um, I also, you, did you change schools when you went through, when you changed majors? Um, yes, yes, I did. Yes, you have to change everything. Because, for example, in the in the university I was taking telecommunication engineer, engineering, they didn't have physics. So I had to change to the University of Barcelona, which was the one of the only few that offers physics as a, as a bachelor. Oh, wow, check that out. That's pretty cool. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your classes, like what were they like? Did you enjoy them? Um, maybe do you have a professor or a class that might have stood out to you? Okay, I think uh, everyone has good and bad professors. I think there's <laughs> something that's common uh, worldwide. But I really enjoyed, uh, especially in, in Barcelona, I had I had the feeling that they looked after you. Especially in the first years, it felt like, okay, if you have a problem, they will help you solve it. Because it, it's really difficult for us to learn calculus and algebra and everything because everything is so specific and you come from high school, which you don't, you don't know anything. You don't know like the formalism, mathematical formalism. So it's difficult in the beginning, but they're really willing to help you. And that's something I really appreciated in my first year. And that's something that didn't happen in the tele telecommunication engineering. I think that if since entering physics is difficult because it's a high grade, then this means that once you enter it, it's, it's hard, but once you go in, then the teachers help you a lot more. And that's something I really liked. And once you step out in the and continue your career and your bachelor's, everything gets, gets smoother. In the first and second year, you have a really hard topic like mechanics and thermodynamics and electrodynamics and uh, electromagnetism and all this stuff. And this, it's, it's kind of rough. <laughs> wow, that's funny because here in the U.S., you know, usually the first two years are easy because you take all those classes that are like, you know, generic. And then your last two years are the hard years, you know? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But the, here is definitely the other way around. Here huh. it's uh, one, the first and second year are the, tough, are the toughest one. But once you get it past to the second, okay, yeah, it, the level, it gets harder because what you're being taught is harder, but you already know, you already have experience dealing with it. You know, you're, you're kind of an expert in problem solving. So we, they first like get you ready for problem solving with calculus, algebra, I don't know. Uh, we, it's funny. I did three courses on mechanics, fundamental mechanics, mechanics and then theoretical mechanics and then we went to electrodynamics and quantum mechanics and all this stuff so for example in, in mechanics uh, I, when i when i arrived to th the third year i had already done three courses on them so i i knew all the formalisms which was easier to handle the hard stuff you know yeah i get that and i also like that because i feel like it gives you time your last couple of years to like actually look for a job you know like try to yes. do like that networking yes. and meet get the contacts and understand like what it is that you know, the, the labor market requires. Yes. Um, it's, it's really common here in Spain to take a, an internship either in the third or the fourth year. In my case, it was in the third and in the fourth year. So it's really common because from the, actually you're not allowed to take internships 
before the the third year. Oh wow! And that makes sense because you're not really you're not well prepared enough. Because here in the internships, in whenever th- whenever you're you're landing, it they're gonna like ask you to do stuff like real stuff, even if it's science or data science or whatever. So you need to be prepared. So you're not allowed to do it uh, before your second year. So once you finish your second year, you're actually prepared to at least have a taste of how it goes to the um, to world to working world. You know. Yeah, that's really cool. I um. Is that something that the university requires of you to take an internship, or is it something that just everyone just does? Uh, I don't. It, it doesn't. No, they don't require it. But I think they should. Like, there's a an uh, elective uh, course where it's, where it's like it's, it's an internship, but they basically don't help you get the internship. So you have to get the internship by yourself by talking to people, networking, or whatever, and then they give you, you credit. Sign up and you enroll the course, and then you deliver like a, a report of your internship, and then that's six that's six credits. And then you have the option of having an extracurricular uh, internship because you can you can only do like the curricular internship once because otherwise you would have like I don't know twelve credits of internship and that's not like legal, right? <laughs> but then you can have but you can have extracurricular credits of whatever you want. So for example, I did um, my extracurricular internship was in the summer of past summer and I spent all summer doing internship and that wasn't like anything credit related. But you have to get it by yourself, like the university organizes um events and networking stuff but you have to get it by yourself and i think that's something that is really helpful because you have to talk to the people right you have to talk to the people and you have to sell yourself please i want i want to enter this company please hire me you know and that's something we're not taught in the in college and it's something that you have to learn for yourself but i know friends for example that they haven't had an internship on their on their bachelor's it's, it's possible wow yeah that's you know it's funny that you you say that because um, here, you know, I, in my experience in math, you know, we also didn't get that formation. And so we had to go out and, you know, find an internship ourselves and it's not always that easy and you have to learn how to sell yourself. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about sort of how you got your job? Is it, is it where you did your internship at or? Um, yeah, it's, it's actually a really funny story because I had to insist a lot to get the job I am, I am now. Um, I would imagine that's the case in all Spanish jobs, huh? Since, you know, <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> yeah, the labor market's to, so great there. Yes, I had to work my way. Um, I The company I'm working now is a startup company. As I mentioned before, it's called Kilimanjaro. And it's a very promising company working on quantum computing. And uh, when I was in my fourth year, I became interested in okay, what, what is quantum thing. And then, then I discovered them. And I started emailing them on February to do an internship on summer. But I didn't get a, a reply from them. So I kept I kept insisting. And then my, my university organized like this, this event where Kilimanjaro would come and they would have like a, a gathering with the students or whatever. So you had to apply in order to get a chance to speak to the, to the seniors, right? right? So then I applied and I got accepted. I, I think partly because they, they, they had, like they knew that I had been sending emails and whatever. And I made myself very clear that I want to work with them. So then I had the I had this meeting with them with with other fellow students and I got prepared really well for that meeting. I I checked the company, I checked what they were doing, I studied a lot, I tried to understand, you know, it was difficult because I didn't have any information, but whatever they could do. And then in the meeting, I, I tried to shine. I tried to show off. I tried to ask a lot of really good questions. And and then it worked. It worked because uh, after the meeting, um I contact the senior um, and that's and this is something everyone should do. After meeting with a senior of the company, you should email them and saying thank you for the time and this is this is my CV and 
If you want, please contact me. I'm interested in a summer internship or whatever your goal is. So they reply back and they say they, they like my profile and they like my questions. And that's how I got my first internship in the, in summer. And I, I was really happy that I got it because I really worked hard for it. And I was it was like a dream to, to work with them. Then when I finished my internship, then I got accepted in my master's in the quantum science and technology here in Barcelona as well. And... They, they were happy with me, so they offered me uh, the opportunity to, to stay part-time during my studies because the, the master has lectures from September to February, and then we work on our, on our master thesis. So, but since that moment, I haven't I haven't left. I'm, I'm working with them now on my master thesis, but since past July, I've been working with them, and I'm really happy, really happy. Wow. So when you said you did this interview, I guess, right, as like an interview on the spot mm-hmm. with them, was this with other students or was it just one-on-one? Uh, it was um it wasn't like actually it was it wasn't actually like an interview like the first touch I had with them was like a meeting with other students. Oh, I see, like at but, a booth or something, like they had that, a table yeah, yeah. or something, and yeah, so like a networking event. So basically, it was a a general introduction to the company. Even though I had like I had done my research, but the, the meeting itself was a general introduction to the company and more like a contact with the students that had shown interest to the company. After wow. that, it's when I I emailed the senior. And which is Marta, which is my boss now. And I email, I email her and say, hey, I, I, I thank you for your time. Thank you for taking your time to have this meeting with us. Um, I would like to work with you. Um, if it's possible, I would like to do the summer internship. And then she replied back. Actually, in the in the beginning, she said that she didn't have a they didn't have a an, a position a vacant for me. Yes, a position for me. But after some weeks, she replied and said, hey, in the end, we have this bag and if you want, it's yours. And that's how, and then I did like a formal interview and I was myself and they talked about my aspirations and whatever I wanted to do. They explained me the project and then I agreed and then I started to work with them. Wow. And was this internship paid or unpaid? It's funny. Uh, here in Spain, it's not compulsory to pay for the internships. Really? And something I think it should change. <laughs> well, here you don't have to pay you either. I think like Four Seasons does inter- internships where they don't even pay the people. Yes, actually, if you're doing your curricular uh, internship, you have to pay for it because it seeks credits, right? So every credit, um, it's money. So oh, you have wow. to pay to work, which is kind of insane if you think about it. Um, for the extracurricular uh, internship, you don't have to pay. You just, you can get paid. In the case of Kilimanjaro, it's such a nice company that they paid me, but they didn't have to, but they did. And that's really nice from them. <laughs> well, it's not it's not common it's not common like I did an internship on my bachelor's and I didn't get paid so <laughs> <laughs> poor guy um, what yeah. what did the internship teach you that they didn't teach you in school um, I guess it was my first uh, enter in a, in, a, in a company you know and so this means meetings it means reporting it means having deadlines and all this stuff and even though it was in summer and here in Spain, like for example, all hours, everyone was on vacation, but I kept working. It meant it meant this. It meant having the deadline this day, and you have to deliver something. Um, of course, since I was uh, I was uh, learning, and they weren't like so how you say it, they were so rough on me, and, yeah. they just, and they gave me time to understand and to learn because everything was so new, and they're doing like really deep tech in in Kilimanjaro. So everything I, I was I just started attending meetings when everyone was discussing paper like. Cutting edge papers and cutting edge technology was like, oh, I'm not understanding anything. So they really, they really, really come. To this day, I still am having struggle understanding the, the discussion sometimes, but it has improved indeed. Um, so I would say mainly the three points like delivering, um, going to meetings and trying to contribute, and then having the deadlines. I would say this is something that 
it really because in the in the there's the most similar thing you have in the college is exam but exam you have a lot of time to prepare for yeah. here for example you may find yourself that so from the two days from now on a problem arises and you have to solve it and that is something that can be stressful but it's something you really need to learn how to deal with it you know that the thing that you said about contributing that's something that a lot of interns actually experience or it they're interns and they they're just learning, but they have no, they don't know how they can contribute instead of doing like, aside from just doing grunt work. How did you navigate that? And how did, how did you find a way to contribute to your company? I mean, to this day, I'm still trying to contribute. <laughs> I mean, I need something, it, I, need, I need something. It's not really easy because right. everyone knows, knows a lot more than you, but I, I don't think, I think we as scientists, we used to overthink and we have the imposter syndrome. And I think that's something that is really important because most of the time, you don't. We we think, okay, I'm not gonna say anything unless it's this groundbreaking uh, revelation or idea. Right. And most of the times, I don't think I don't think of it like that way. For example, we're in a meeting. Most times, if I don't understand any or something, I just say it. I don't. I didn't understand anything because that 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 and and this may trigger something. I mean, it may it may be something that it can really, it can be easily solved, or it can trigger something that someone else was thinking about and. You know, and it can trigger like a really good discussion. So I would say, um, even as an intern, like, don't, don't be have fear. afraid to yeah. ask, because most of the companies they will help you, and it's it's something good if you ask because it, it means that you're showing interest in. And I'm asking a lot of questions, and like, in everyday meetings, I try to follow. And when I do, and when, when I don't follow, either I ask privately or I ask in the meeting because I want to make lose everyone's times. So, you know, but it's really important to ask, and someday you will contribute. I, you don't need to rush at all. Because at some point you will start competing without even noticing. But don't expect to be the smarter in the room when you're entering a new company. You know. <laughs> yeah. No way. Um, so I've had a lot of people come sort of tell me that when you know when we're looking for interns, we want someone that you know is willing to learn and eager and has energy and you know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What kind of things are employers looking for in your industry? Because I know that you know to get into like something like quantum engineering or physics or something, you need to have a lot more hard skills than just, Oh yeah, I want to learn. Um, I think the bachelor prepares you for problem, problem solving. I think it's what it does. Like it can do it in a mathematical way, but it's basically problem solving in a more technical way. And this is something I deal with in my, in my daily basis. I try to solve problems like either, it's a physics problem or a math problem, but it's always problems. And the only difference is that I use certain tools that, for example, someone from biology has not been taught, but I don't know the tools that they use in biology. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like it's it's always problem solving and critical thinking. That's really important. Like you need to always keep um keep an eye out and trying to find new ways of looking into business stuff. Because in the end, when you're doing research, if that's the word, um, there's something there's not discovered, you know, and, and you need to look into things in a different perspectives to try to find a feasible solution. And that is something that we don't realize it, but we're being taught in the in the in the bachelors, like just by and in the masters well, just by solving problems all the time. You don't realize it and then again you know how to solve things. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um so now I want to ask you, what exactly do you do in your job? Like what is your day to day like or week to week or you know, whatever? Okay. Um in my internship, I entered in a, because a, a project was coming. A company wanted to optimize their algorithm. They wanted to transform it into a quantum algorithm, or at least they wanted like to test and everything. So my first three months in the company 
was to analyze their problem. Like the company, I can't see the names, but the, the company that came to the Kilimanjaro, they wanted to optimize their algorithm. So I, my first few months was to analyze their algorithm and say, okay, you have to define something called constraints, which is something necessary to define the quantum algorithm. And my first job was just just doing that, like trying to understand their problem and asking them questions. So in the end, in September, which was one, which it was when the pro when the project began, we could start programming. Okay. So during my three months, I communicated with this company and tried to understand the problem and try to translate the problem into a mathematical language that we use to program the quantum algorithm. Then from from September to February, since I had my lectures from the master. I only was part-time, so I think my my role was to do side quests. I wasn't in charge of everything, which is normal because either I don't I don't I I don't know that much. I was more like uh, side questing. Okay, so you need I need you to do this. Then I did this. I, I need to work on this project. So I I was working on on two projects. One was in the the same in the summer, and the other was was another one. And for example, in my day to day, in one of the projects, I was a programmer. I was doing unit, unit testing, um, which is something that a lot of programmers know how to do, which is basically testing code that has already been written and trying to see what it breaks and trying to build a, a robust code. Because if you have to deliver code to a company, it needs to be robust. And that's what I did for two months. And then in the other project I worked with, it was related to, how can I say this? Um, writing knowledge about quantum, right? So imagine that a company comes and wants to know a little bit more. So you write, you write, you write a proposal and you have to explain them very carefully what you're doing so they can understand. And so basically you're writing, like you're writing a pitch basically to a company that wants to contract you guys. Yes. I, I had, I had to contribute to write a report for a company that wanted to know more about quantum computing. And it's something I really liked because I had, I, I had the chance to learn a lot. Like, I had only started my master's. I it was funny at some point I was writing about things that was being taught in class. Wow. And and uh, yeah, and, and it was it was it was challenging, but it was fun. It was fun and, and I certainly learned a lot. And now now I'm work I'm working on my master thesis. So this company actually takes a master students from my master as well, and, and you can write the, your master thesis with them. And right now I'm doing a completely different project. I'm I'm working on something um well, I'm, I'm working on quantum machine learning and related to circuit, um, gate, the gate-based model and whatever, like optimizing the circuit um, gate model death. I just started like past, uh, past week. Interesting. So I want to ask you this real quick about the master's program itself. Um, mm -hmm. Does your thesis have to be sponsored by a company? Like is, is the, or can you just write a thesis? Because you said that other people from your master's are working with this company on their thesis. How, how, is that, how does that work? Okay, that the master is a really good master here in Spain, in Barcelona, and they have partnerships with companies and with academic groups and whatever. So, for example, Kilimanjaro is a partner of the master, so they give you the chance to do the master thesis with them, and this is what I did. And I have another fellow student that is doing the master thesis with them, and one that is doing an internship. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> so now I want to shift gears a little bit because you know we have about five minutes left. Um, I want to ask you. What skills do you need? Like, what skills did you learn in college that help you now in your job? Or what skills in your job, what, what skills would make a noob, basically, starting out in your job successful? Okay, I think, I think this is really important. Um, as a physicist, you need to know how to program. For example, in my, 
in my bachelor's, I only took one course on programming and it was a really introductory level. And I learned by myself. I learned Python and other programming languages. And I think it's really important because in the end, whatever you land, you will use programming because everyone uses it, right? And as a physics major, it either of either you go um, into a theoretical way, even there you have to program. But if you go in something like um, algorithms or hardware or whatever, you will have to program. So I would say um, stand up from the from the people. Like if you if you find something that like that you like, try to be really good at it and do side quests. Like while trying to study your your bachelor's, and I know it's hard to find time to find time sometimes, but try to do side quests. Try to learn new stuff. Try to always learn besides your your bachelor's. And in the end, it will be really helpful when getting a job, because in the end we. We, we graduate, right, with 120 people and we all have the same bachelors. So what makes you different? That is really important in order to get a job. Because if you just have the bachelors, you haven't done an internship, you haven't gone, you haven't done an Erasmus, for example, or you haven't... Erasmus, just for everybody new. out there, Erasmus is an exchange. Yes. Yes. You um, can do that here in Spain. Yeah, it's, it's actually really common. Do you want to just touch on that really quick about how everyone does that? Um, not everyone, actually, not everyone. Oh. But uh, if, if you do it... I mean, not everyone, because you have to pay for it. Right. I mean, you have grants, but they're not enough. So you need to have the money to survive for yourself. And not a lot of people can do that. Luckily, I could, but not a lot of people can. And yeah. there's some. I think it's really, it helps you a lot. It helps you to grow as a person, to go out and live alone. I mean, you're here in the US, you are living alone everywhere because everything is so far apart from each other. Here <laughs> in Spain, we used to live with our parents until we leave to Erasmus or whatever. <laughs> It's, it's really it's really good to personal growth. Yeah, what I was saying is definitely investing yourself investing yourself while doing your bachelor's. That is really important. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, that was something that I mean, I met you on my exchange, right? And I was 15 and I it completely changed everything yes. that I knew. And I mean, it, it was yes. the single most formative experience of my entire life. And so I I could not second that more. Like if you have the opportunity, go, do it. Don't be scared. I mean, have the confidence that you know it's that's yes. the greatest decision you can make. Um, and so what about like, if you could go back and tell John starting out in his job, like in this job that you have now, what would you, what would you tell him? If I was starting to my job now, if you, if you could go back and talk to John starting out in your current job, what would you tell him? I would tell him to take it easy, to not rush anything that the knowledge will come just by Staying still because in the end I, I kind of like I know, stressed a little bit because everything was so new and I didn't I wasn't following anything. I would say just relax and everything will come and and this applies to whenever you're entering into new place. Just relax, try to learn as much as you can. You're not dumb, <laughs> and this is something that really happens to all of us, all scientists. Just try to to follow and take your little steps, and everything will be fine. Wow, that's great advice, actually. So now I want to ask you, what are your what are your career aspirations? Where do you want to go next? Okay. Um, my goal right now, I mean, I'm working my thesis and I will finish my thesis on on July, on summer. Um, my immediate goal is to stay at Kilimanjaro. I'm really happy here. Um, everything is great. The people are great. And it's a company that is, is actually growing. Um, recently, it has, it, has won, it has won a tender to install the first quantum computer in, in Southern Europe. And it will start in the Barcelona Supercomputing Center. And uh, I think it's really great. Like the company is achieving great stuff. Right, you're right. Here. You're right in the cutting oh. edge, right? 
Yes, exactly. And I feel I feel excited to be a part of it. You know, I, I want to contribute. I want to be. That's why I joined this master. That's why I, I that's why I joined Kilimanjaro. I want to contribute, and it's something I'm really excited to be. If I can, and I will stay in September, if I'm given the chance. Otherwise, either as a PhD, because here in Catalonia we have the option of of doing a industrial PhD, which means basically you have a you do a PhD, but you do it in a company. When the company is high tech as as it's Kilimanjaro, they do research, right? So you can do your PhD with them, and wow. after four years you'll be a doctor, and that's really nice. That's something we only have here in Catalonia. And that's a really good uh, option because most of the times the um, the PhDs you can do at the university are too theoretical. But in, in this totally. way, you do your PhD in the company for the company. Wow, um, that's so amazing. It is something I like to do. Yes? That's so amazing. Yes, yes, it is, actually. And it's my it's my goal if I can in September. Otherwise, try to stay at Kilimanjaro working. And if I cannot stay at Kilimanjaro, then I probably look for PhDs at somewhere else. You know, man, I, I'm really excited for you moving forward. Um, I think that, you know, you're in a really good spot. You're at a really nice company doing cutting edge stuff in a, and not only that, but Barcelona actually has like a very nice sort of culture around startups too. So, um, yes, just, it, it's actually very comparable to the United States over there. And, and that's kind of really different from elsewhere in Spain. Um, it's kind of a new push. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really excited about where you're going and, you know, what you're going to do. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. <laughs> so I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll yeah. yeah, please do. Okay. Well, you know, in the interest of time, I, I, I'll, I'll let you go now. I, I really appreciate you coming out and giving advice and talking about your journey. And I, I really, I mean, it's really interesting what you did. And I, I didn't know. So thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Job Forum. If you want any more details or have any questions, visit my website at manaaziz.com. M-A-N-A-A-Z-I-Z.com. Welcome to the Job Forum.